What's up, two putters? We have an awesome episode for you. We did get a little long-winded with our guest Todd Venarsdale, so we split it into two parts, so make sure you listen to both parts. But uh, Todd was a, a former head pro at Mason City Country Club, more recently a pro out at Des Moines Golf and Country Club. Has a ton of really great stories, tips, uh, teaching the game, uh, just different things in which that uh, really had our curiosity up. And so um, a lot of good things. Hopefully you listen to both parts, and you got to stick around to the end because we have maybe one of our best whose career. Welcome to the Two Putt Podcast. Two Putt for par. Iowa's number one golf podcast. Yeah, but three putt is Snakesville. One part golf. Basically, it comes down to the fact that golf is hard. And one part business. But if it makes money, it makes sense. Fixing business with pleasure. These guys know how to have fun. This is the Two Putt Podcast. That's what we do. Welcome to episode 14 of the two putt podcast uh, i'm fresh off a weekend of getting to play a couple rounds of golf and uh, one of them with my esteemed colleague uh jason steggy jason how you doing tonight i'm doing well doing well long time no see lee been just a few days since we had a chance to play some holes i know uh, we can talk about it but what turned out to be we were playing 18 ended up being 36 on my end and you bailed early a little bit. So smart move on your part, probably. I didn't want to have to deal with the repercussions of uh, asking to play 36 after I kind of felt like I got the old olive branch to drive to Iowa city and play 18 already. So I did, I did feel bad. I could see the pain in your eyes a little bit when you kind of knew you had been roped into playing 18 more. So I did feel bad for you on my way home. I'll, I'll be honest. I wouldn't say I was roped into playing 18 more, but I did drive down with someone else. And so we were going back at the same time. And I know he wanted to play more. And I, I mean, I wasn't really feeling up for 18 more, but who could turn down 18 more holes of golf when it was 85 and Sunday. You may say that you weren't up for playing 18 more holes of golf, but I vividly remember you saying, I really hope we don't get a tea time <laughs> we didn't get a tea time we just slid in between some other tea times <laughs> all right that's fair brian what's going on tonight hey man just uh excited to jump on um how was the course you guys played uh blue top right everything good shape how what was it like course was in great shape i mean obviously i uh, had some rain and everything but it was it was kind of crazy because playing 36 holes we teed off pretty early 9 30 in the morning and when we started out, it was the greens were a little bit slower, a little bit you know wet still. Uh, by the time we played those same holes the second time through, they were playing a different direction wind. They were quicker on the greens. The course had dried out a little bit, uh, but it was still in really really good shape. And uh, obviously, Riverside is a place where Blue Top Ridge, you know, you got to be on your game or else you can post some big numbers around that place and hit some bad shots. It's very resortish, obviously on the greens. I mean. You know, it just it has all those different mounds, and I mean, it it looks like a resort course as it is, um, but yeah, the, just the weather change. I mean, it was nice when we started on like eight, nine, and ten. It got really windy, kind of chilly, and then all of a sudden the wind stopped. It was hot, humid, and yeah, I was ready for the round of golf to be done. It was hot. I looked like a lobster on <laughs> on Monday. Uh, didn't put any sunscreen on. That was not good for the old skin no you got to make sure you uh you reapply when you're out there man twice if not three times 
Well, good. That's awesome. Obviously, uh, opportunity to get out and swing the sticks is always a good day. So I'm glad uh, glad things went well. It was uh, fun to see some of the picks of the round as well. And so um, let's introduce our guest that we have uh, with us tonight. Um, buddy of mine from back in the Des Moines golf and country club days, um, former pro uh, at Des Moines golf, um, pro up in Mason City uh, for several years, down in St. Louis, up in Minnesota, kind of been all over the place. Um, now uh, in the insurance business um, here in uh, West Des Moines. But uh, let's bring on Todd. Todd, how are we doing tonight? Awesome. Dude, we're excited, excited to have you. We're uh, already were telling some stories here before we jumped on. So uh, anxious, to, anxious to get your insight. And obviously, we know that you uh, bring a strong passion and love for the game of golf. Yeah. Uh, I have been swinging a golf club since I could hold it in my hands and not hurt myself with it, is what I tell people. Uh, there's an age when it's appropriate to start, and I'm pretty sure I was a, a few years before that. The, the rule was as soon as the little wiffle ball that I hit hit two walls on the fly, uh, I had to take it outside. So, is this another guest that just has one name, Brian? Or like, is he just is he just Todd? Like, how actually, do do this? yeah, I'm like Seal. Yeah, yeah, okay, Seal. <laughs> the last time, last time we had one name, or it was Madonna. But I like Seal. That's a good one. <laughs> but it's usually TV or T Van. Sometimes just Van. I mean, he kind of yeah. Yeah, he goes by a lot. I mean, the the whole the whole name usually rarely probably ever comes out. Yeah, no, very rarely. I, I was T-Van from my buddies, uh, very young age, and it still holds. I, I'm pretty sure even my dad every now and again would be like, hey, T-Van, get over here. <laughs> and, now you, and now you have a little one that uh, is minivan, right? Yeah, so I have an eight-month-old son, uh, and we didn't know what he was going to be. We didn't know if he was going to be a boy or a girl. So instead of referring to my unborn son as it, not knowing what he w- was going to be, we – we, we called it minivan, gender neutral. Perfect. Came from a, a buddy of mine. I can't take credit for that. My buddy, Nate, uh, the day after our wedding, uh, the morning after we're all staying in the lobby of the hotel checking out. He says, he says, you know, when your kid's born, you got T-Van and you got Meg-Van, you, you can call your kid minivan. So we'll give it, him credit for the, the hangover idea. If we would have had this information a few weeks ago, I would have put minivan in the golf nickname bracket. Just so you know, like that's a pretty cool nickname. I don't know. He, he hasn't swung a club yet. We don't know if he's going to be worthy of that nickname carrying on. I mean, he's got to prove himself yet. That's fair too. What, <laughs> what seed would you have thrown him in there at? That's the question. Ooh, tough. 12. 12. I would have put him right next to Chucky Three Sticks. <laughs> that's a good nickname. I like it. it it's yeah. a play on the name, but it's a fun play on the name, just like Chucky Three Sticks. Todd, couple couple rapid fire questions here to set the tone for our listeners here to start with. Um, first question uh, that we ask everybody and we talk about on the pod often is, where does the golf glove go when you putt? Uh, yeah, so I listened to that episode, and I've, I, I've, when I putt, it's in my back right pocket, okay? The glove comes off for touch and feel shots, which could be up to about 50 yards out. If you got a little flip wedge over a bunker or something short-sighted, the glove's probably going to come off of that. Uh, I also have, I don't know, it may be a weird habit that probably started as a youngster walking in the heat, uh, but I, I pop my glove off in between shots. Um, maybe not always, but uh, 80% of the time, the glove is probably coming off in between shots. So I think that's rare. 
Um, my favorite is the guy that comes into the golf shop to pay and, and sign his receipt or whatever when he comes in to, to check in for his round, and he's already got that bad boy on. He's ready. That guy kills me. What are you doing? What are you doing <laughs> other than uh, shooting 150? Just take your glove off, dude. You don't need. It'll be interesting too. I've seen a few things after the match on Sunday with Tiger strapping it on the wheel of his cart. You're gonna see yeah. a little bit more of that. People are gonna start copying Tiger and be like, "Hey, watch this." My dad has a little piece of Velcro that he's attached to the roof of his golf cart. So when it's raining or really hot days and he's, he's swapping in and out gloves, he sticks it up there and he'll, and he'll, let, he'll let it sit up there for a little bit. All right, second one. Um, do you wear a hat when you golf? Um, listeners can't see this, but you all can. Uh, there's not a lot of hair on my head any longer. So I wear a hat. Um, Early in the season now, it, it, I'm alternating holes, man. I don't want to have the uh, – because business-wise, I can't – I'm not wearing a hat in meetings, so I don't want to have the golfer tan right above my ear, right? So I got I to gotta blend that baby in a little bit. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your wedge setup? Another one where I might be a little different. Uh, I get a lot of guff for this, but I have a 54 that's bent to 53, and then I carry a 60 um, uh, that's bent to 59. Sorry. Uh, and then, I, so I've got larger gaps there in my wedges and I carry a driver three wood hybrid and three iron. So my hybrids are like a two, two hybrid. Um, I would rather have that gap down low where I can knock down shots and take yardage off as opposed to having a gap up at the top where say I, if, because what's going to come out if you put an extra wedge and it's going to be the three iron or the hybrid, right? And I want to be able to reach that par five and two if possible, uh, as opposed to having three or four different wedges in the bag. I just don't see the need. You can choke up. You can shorten your swing. You can manipulate ball flight. There's a lot of ways to make the ball go a little bit shorter, but it's harder to make it go further. So uh, gaps there in the wedges. Uh, like I said, the 53, man, I can play from 110 yards to 45 if I need to. So. There's a lot of different shots can be had with one club. Now that I'm not in the golf world anymore, I don't really have the ability to uh, manipulate those clubs yet. Um, that's kind of a wish list for my garage, right? Having the, the table with a good vice so I can regrip all my own clubs, get a nice bending machine, uh, which is I'm actually had been looking into that started last weekend, looking into it actually. And it's hard to find used ones. And there are new ones that are on the market that are fairly inexpensive, but I imagine they are right so to get the right thing you're gonna to to spend a little bit of coin and I mean, not a ton we're talking three four five hundred bucks something in there you can probably get a decent one but um i don't know i'm just starting to do my research there but eventually there will be a bending machine in my garage it's gotta happen good to know good to know favorite nickname in golf we talked about my boy boom boom um i don't know if it's my favorite nickname is more just my favorite player so i i you know i I lean towards him. He's one of my favorites all time. Old Boom Boom. Freddie Boom Boom, man. One That's of my awesome. That dude knocks down flag sticks. He holds out from the fairway more often than anybody. Maybe, maybe Seve. You know, Seve around the green. That guy might hold out more, but just Freddie Couples just knocking down flag sticks is a thing of beauty in my eyes. There's a lot of good ones, but favorite player. So I, I you know, we'll go to Boom Boom. No, it makes sense. Well, we talked a little bit about the the club perks, but uh, what would you say was the best 
perk about being a professional golfer? Oh, it makes me seem petty, but uh, the stuff, right? I mean, I, one, I'm, I'm not a tinkerer, but I did get to try any new piece of equipment before it came out or right about the time it came out, if you were. I mean, when that, as soon as you get that fitting card. And Des Moines Golf was great about that because we, we always had just about everything. I mean, there was a lot of lines that we could fit. So you got to hit a lot of that stuff, um, and that was great. And then, you know, staff agreements and stuff like that. So it makes me sound petty. Um, but then the ability to, to play a lot of golf courses, that was always nice too. Um, a lot of times when, when you did get a chance to play, playing your own track wasn't always the first choice for me some days. It never felt like you were able to punch the clock and, and unwind a little bit. I wasn't going to take three of your buddies out to Des Moines Golf and fill up a couple coolers full of beer and, and let it rip. Uh, we would go elsewhere for that. Yeah, I know that that's one of the things is that, uh, you know, you, people hear that you're a pro out at Des Moines Golf and they probably think that uh, you get to play the course all the time and you're out there. And um, while you, that is a perk, but you and I both know that you don't ever have that time to really be able to go out and play nearly as much as you want. And it's, it's different when, um, it's different when you work there. I know Lee and I can attest to this too, working at Shields. It's like when you work at the mall, the last place you ever go on your day off or when you have some time is the mall, you know, and obviously same thing. It's like, you love golf, but you're there. I mean, you guys put in ridiculous hours. And so it's tough to just be like, Hey, let's stick around and, and play some more. Yeah, it was easier early earlier in your career when you had less responsibility. Um, um, my my time in Mason City, the first time around, you know, that's a smaller club. There's less going on, so uh, it was really just myself and, and my the head pro, my mentor, and um, occasionally had another guy that worked in the shop. And a lot of good times in those golf shops. I mean, that's just that was the highlight of my career. I, I just love my time in Mason city. I wasn't working. I was practicing playing golf and the game <laughs> improved over that time. And then as your career progresses and you get to play a little bit less, the, the game starts to go the other way. Oh, uh, I, I think we can all attest to that given the age of our kids and where we're at and both kids and careers. I mean, those, uh, those will take, those will take strokes off that, uh, handicap real quick or add strokes to the handicap real quick. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in now. I, you know, I've got an eight-month-old son, and my wife's great. She, you know, she she is cool with me getting out and playing and trying to get the fire burning a little bit again now that I've applied for amateur status. I'm going to try to do it that way a little bit just to be able to play again and, and play competitively. That I, I look forward to that. So We know that the world has kind of changed for all of us in the last couple of months. What have you been binge-watching during this this time? Oh, so the wife and I were a little behind on Ozark. So that's, we, we've been, we've been getting caught up there. Um, we watched Tiger King like everybody else. Uh, what a nightmare. Um, you know, that, and then, uh, gosh, I'd say this is making this public too. I, the, the voice, I, I enjoy the voice, man. I'm a music lover. I can't help it. I, I, I enjoyed that a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Netflix, uh, we're burning a hole in that baby. Oh man, I tell you what, the value out of Netflix, I mean, you what <laughs> 10, 12 bucks a month, whatever it is, and you have just unlimited content. This will be the second summer in a row Netflix have saved our uh sanity, we'll say. Uh one other thing. Uh I noticed that you're not very active on Twitter. 
you only have 58 followers, but one hey, of hold them. Hold on. No, I think, I think you might be looking at the wrong one. I think I got oh. a little bit more than that. I got, I got one that, so when I first got into Twitter and then I took some time away uh, and I got a new phone, yep. and I lost the password, couldn't get in, had to start another one. Oh, so, so maybe I pulled up the old one. Maybe you pulled up the old one. There's also the possibility that you are 100% correct. <laughs> and I only have 50-some followers because you're right. I'm not very active in Twitter. <laughs> but, my, but my question with this is, John Daly is one of your followers. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, no idea. But I can tell you I remember the day that I picked up my phone and saw that notification never met the dude there's no real reason that's that's a thing um but I, as far as i know it's the real account and yeah i i got no answer man he must <laughs> like he must, he must like some of your cardinal tweets or your hockey yeah because when i was active there was a lot of cardinal stuff. So i was like i was like me i had some friends we were basically live tweeting the <laughs> 2011 world series run from like late august and going and he is a Cardinals fan, so who knows? Maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Hey, Maybe man. If I was somebody actually in the know and not just some chump <laughs> at the bar watching every game the Cardinals played. Social media, man, makes it a small world, that's for sure. Yeah. Anytime you can get Long John as one of your followers. Long John did advance in the nickname bracket, so he'll be coming around in the round of 32. But anytime <laughs> you got Long John as a follower, that's big time right there. Yeah. Uh, that that's a dude I would love to meet, right? I mean, and who wouldn't, right? How would that not be just a fun round of golf to play with John Daly? What you would learn? Oh my gosh, about the, life. Probably not about golf, but you'd learn a lot about life. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Read his book, In and Out of the Rough. That's a great read. Awesome, awesome read. Great yeah. book. He wouldn't be one of those guys you want to take out to Des Moines Golf with a couple of coolers of beer, would you? You know, I think I think that one would actually be acceptable. <laughs> like, How in the world did Todd get John Daly out here? With <laughs> some people are acceptable and some aren't with that scenario, huh? Right, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. Those guys would go nuts if you brought John Daly out there. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and transition here a little bit and talk a little bit about your, your background and everything. And uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, college and, and what the course was like becoming a pro and I played a little bit in college for a couple of years and honestly I had a terrible sophomore year and, and, and didn't play junior and senior year when I transferred to Western Illinois University. Um, they had a really good team. Uh, I would have maybe made the team, but never made like the travel team. Those dudes were, were good and I was really in a bad spot in my game at that time. I was not good enough to play. I just, just get me out of college. Let me go. Um, probably got to give credit to my old man for, for keeping me from selling my clubs and quitting altogether actually around that time in my life. Sophomore year was rough. Uh, probably too much uh, beer. Um, but uh, after college, uh, I always knew that the route was golf professional, club professional. I wanted to teach. Uh, that, was good. that was the main goal. Um, and I did it the old school way. You can, there's plenty of universities now that offer the golf management program. That wasn't an option uh, for me. I was when I, when I was coming out of high school, there wasn't very many of those available and they were all out of state and I wasn't going to be able to afford out of state. So um, I did it the old fashioned way. You do it on your own through the PGA as an apprentice. I spent my first year with, at Giants Ridge, which is a true facility in Northern Minnesota. 
That was great. It's a short season. I was a long ways from home. So I cut that distance in half and went to Mason City, and that's when I got started in the program. So the, 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 the way you did it was you, you paid them a bunch of money. Uh, that's always the, 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 the center of the, of the whole thing is how much it costs. Um, paid them a bunch of money, and you got all the book work and all the stuff. Um, but before you could even do that, you had to pass a playability test, which to this day, it, it's an easy number, really, when you put it on paper, but probably one of the most the most difficult things mentally you'll do. Uh, it's a it's whatever the course rating is times two, because 36 whole test, and then plus 15. Um, where I passed it, it was a pair of 77s, and I watched a dude in my group riding a car with him, great dude, uh, shot even par the first round, not even blinking, missed a bunch of birdie putts, kicked in a bunch of pars. It was just easy. No, no, no stress at all. And then he bogeys uh, the first hole, the second round, bogeys the first one, bogeys the second one, bogeys the fourth one, bogeys the fifth one. And he looks at me, he gets in the cart and he says, I've only got five to give. It was 10 over par for 36 holes. He says, I've only got five to give. I'm like, dude, you just, you played 18 holes square with, without even breaking a sweat. Just, you're fine. I watched that dude uh, make his last putt on 18. He had a five-footer straight up the hill for par to pass, and he left it short in the heart. Uh, I bet that dude has never missed that putt in his life, but he missed it when he needed to pass this test. So it's, it's, a, it's a mind game. It's, and and I've, seen, I've talked to a lot of professionals that are really good sticks that took it four and five times. Uh, so – it's not easy, it, 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 but once you do that, there's, um, there's a new way to do it now, but the way I started was take all your book work. You have to do a bunch of self-paced uh, work experience, they call it. It's based on all the different subjects that you're doing, tournament management, uh, turf management, golf cart fleet management, all these different things, business, all the swing, teaching, um, club repair. And then you turn all that in, it gets approved, then you go to Florida for a week and, and take a bunch of tests, and then you do it all over. You do it three times. Once you do it all three times, you're, you're a class A professional. So I didn't finish that. Um, I started it and then realized that this is not going to be what I'm going to do forever. So I backed off of it um, a little, but I did go to Florida once for all those seminars. And that was probably one of the coolest things I did in my career, getting to hear from these great professionals um, on all the different things. Um, one guy, a mass professional, old guy, retired. His introduction to us, he said, we're, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the business of kissing babies, and we're good at it. That was his opening quote, and I thought that was pretty good, because, yeah, it's a customer service world, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. We bring people on here that we think we know what we're going to talk about, and then you drop Giants Ridge Love it. on this podcast, all right? Great place. The last podcast we had with, with Derek Bolin, he talked about playing golf in northern Minnesota. And I mentioned that my favorite golf course of all time is the legend at Giants Ridge. Please talk to me about this place. Yeah, so I was, I was actually, there was, there's the two courses there, and I was an assistant at the legend. So I spent my days in the legend golf shop. And actually, I, I lived in the ski chalet, which are basically dorm rooms. Uh, so I had a room that had a bunk bed in it, like two, actually two of them, two bunk beds. And it was, it was a dorm room. That's what I lived in for that for that about years there eight months um and uh that golf course is just like you'd expect in northern minnesota cut out of the deep north woods imagine an arizona golf course where it's golf hole and then desert 
in between holes, just replace that desert with deep north woods. There's one spot on the golf course where you can see another hole from the whole year playing. And that's, I think it's like 14 and 16 run parallel to each other. Otherwise, you don't see another soul while you're out there. There's a couple cart rides on the back nine that are two and three minutes, four minutes long from green to tee. And it doesn't sound like much, but think about it in a golf cart. How long, how many times have you driven from green to tee and it takes you five minutes, two minutes, whatever. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a trip. Uh, I went back on that golf course one night. This dude lost his, uh, his insulin kit. In Bawabic, Minnesota, there's nothing around. And there's no such thing as a 24-hour Walgreens. You can just hit up and get your insulin. This dude comes in the golf shop and says, I lost my insulin bag. I used it on 16. It's got to be somewhere. And those are like the two long cart rides, 16 to 17 and 17 to 18 or something like that, 15 to 16, something like that. So I know we're going to go on these long rides through the woods and it's getting dark. It's like, there's going to be a bear. We're going to come around the corner and hit some sort of animal. It's going to be bad. But this guy literally looks me in the eye and said, if I don't have my insulin tonight, Walgreens opens at 9 a.m. tomorrow in Virginia, which is about 30 minutes away. And he says, I won't make it there. I will die. Okay. So we get the flashlights and we go, we drive all the way back, come around the corner and there it was, boom, bear right in the middle of the car. Path. Scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, as soon as we came around with the flashlights, he was gone. But uh, oof, that's not something I want to see twice. Uh, but we found us, we drove all the way out to 16T box, coming back, not sure what we're going to do. And there it was right off 18 green, going up the car path. So we drove past it. Three of us drove past it once before we found it. But uh, thankfully we found that dude. I also well, let's talk, a, a let's talk wolf. like 16, 16 or 17. Which one is that par three? From like the blue tees, it is like 216 straight over a humongous body of water. Is there a tougher golf shot in golf than that shot? Uh, that I've played, no. It's full carry, and you can't miss left. That's water as well. So there's lake all the way to your left. And then be long is deep north woods, and like a big hill, and then you're in the deep north woods. I think there was a bunker back there that you might get lucky and find, but it was a teeny little bunker that was a nightmare to get it out of. And then right was where you would walk up from the cart path. So there was a little bit of turf green high and right that you could bail out to, but no, there's a lot of golf balls swimming in that lake. I keep hearing about uh, this Northern Minnesota golf. I haven't been up there. There is a couple other ones around there than that you got to play Todd while you were up there. That you yeah. So when you go, you go to Giants Ridge, you do it when it's miserable hot here and there's all the humidity beating on you because it doesn't exist up there. Uh, you play the Legend and you play the Quarry, which are right there at Giants Ridge, and they're completely different golf courses. The Legend is exactly what you would expect, cut out of the deep north woods. The Quarry was built on everything that came out of an old iron ore mine. So there's waste areas with, like, boulders and grits, that tough grit sand, not like your typical greenside bunker, fairway bunker. I mean, it's just, it's waste, it's waste area. It's like desert almost. Um, it's, it's unlike the, anything you'd expect in Northern Minnesota. And it's completely different from the other golf course. And then you can go about 30 minutes up the road and play um, uh, the casino course. Uh, the name of that one's escaping me, but um, yeah, it's, it's right up the road, 30, 30 miles or so winding through the, on the County road, winding through the woods there's a casino and a golf course up there that that's, that's fun. Um, a little gimmicky, uh, some of the holes, but uh, it's a lot of fun. If you play those three, that's a great trip. And then maybe spend some time on a lake. It's a, you got yourself a week long trip for sure. 
The Wilderness at Fortune Bay. The Wilderness at Fortune Bay. Nailed it. That is, that is a, an awesome course. Um, yes, there is a casino. So it's a perfect, I mean, the casino is on the golf course. Um, your hotel is on the golf course. I mean, you look out your windows and that's what it is. I mean, those three courses, if you go up and play those three, um, I, I, you can't go wrong. It is an awesome place to play golf. You'd get calls from the Twin Cities in the golf shop and they'd say, you know, well, you've only got two courses. I could go to Brainerd and, you know, play the Maddens and all those. We've got all these courses within a driver and a flip wedge from one another. Uh, we would often say, and, and I know the Wilderness would do the same because I, I, I met some of those pros up there, you know, hey, come play our two tracks and then you're 30 minutes up the road, you got another one that's another good one that you can, that you can play while you're here as well. This two-pup podcast is brought to you by WB Realty, Central Iowa's best real estate brokerage. WB Realty, for all your real estate needs. God, I got to tell you, that Giants Ridge thing, I mean, I, That's crazy. I, don't know if, I don't know if you can become best friends via a podcast. <laughs> become best friends? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we are stepbrothers, man. That, uh, I was 12 years old, and my dad said, hey, let's take a, a golf trip. Okay, cool. Let's do it. So the first course we played was the legend, and it has ever been my, my favorite course. It was, like, foot, it was like a six. The foot bunk oh, number three? Oh, yeah. Or five? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. where you just, it's kind of a dog leg left. Yeah, dog legs yeah. around that big bunker. It's a big yeah. bunker in the shape of a foot with five little pop bunkers on the end for the toe prints. You kind of hit a little draw over that bunker. And if you're playing the proper tees, you should be able to carry that bunker. And um, I don't remember if it was reachable in two or not. For, if you I, get all, I get all sorts of pictures of that, that course. It was just, it was, I mean, easily the best my best golf courses course. I've ever played. Yeah. Those two, those two golf courses, including Des Moines Golf, without question, those two golf courses. Yeah. They're just beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that legend golf course, and then to go a half a mile down the road and see a golf course that's like it's been transplanted there from yeah. another part of the country. It just didn't fit the quarry. It just didn't fit. And No, I agree. Something for me about the North Woods that are just gorgeous. I loved it. I loved my time up there. I spent eight months up there, and it was, it was awesome. No, that's that's legit. I know Lee. He like you said, he's been going through with his dad, so he he's pretty fond of that area. So as soon as you you mentioned that, he about jumped out of his seat. My jaw just dropped. You said I, like, the I saw it actually. That, you said the one course that like I I mean I mentioned on the last podcast like how much I love that place. Like it is it is awesome. And honestly, it's 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 not that terribly far of a drive. I mean, it, it's it's a drive. Well, probably from here, it's probably eight hours, maybe, I would guess, mm-hmm. give or take. But to get away from the heat and humidity of the summer, I mean, it just doesn't exist up there. I remember it reached 90 degrees for, like, two days, and that was the week of 4th of July. That was it. And there's no humidity. Not like we have here, anyway. And the fishing's good. We do a lot of good, fishing yeah. while we're up there, too, yeah. Yeah, if you like to fish, you can, say, you can get one of the cabins right on the lake that are – I mean, a walking distance to the golf course, just across the parking lot. And you can stay in the lodge, which is right by the golf course, the legend. Mm-hmm. There's nothing down at the quarry. There's no, there's no, well, at least there wasn't. I yeah, that, that clubhouse was kind of, like, you could tell the clubhouse was built there. You know, like, it didn't necessarily fit what was yeah. around. Yeah. 
I guess when you went, if you were 12, was the quarry even a thing? That might the, not quarry wasn't, the quarry was yeah. not there right away. No, Because I think it, it was only like six or later. seven years old when I was there, and that would have been, what, 2007 or eight, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep, it was, it was not a thing at that point. No. Yeah, so, yeah, honestly, if I, if, I, if I go back, which I hope to go back very soon, but I, I, could, I could pass on the wilderness. I mean, it's, it's fine, but the mm-hmm. lead quarry are so good. Uh, just let me play each of those a couple times. I'm good. Yeah, the Fortune Bay is just a nice place to stay because at that point I could go play blackjack or poker or whatever. Sure, yeah. You know, and plus at that point I only had to be 18 to do it up there, you know. Yeah. So going up there for a long time, I mean, it's a different – I mean, it's – yeah, I can gamble when I'm 18. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a different trip, I suppose, when you're 18 or 21 than when you're 12, 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different vacation, yeah that's going to do it for part one but flip over to part two we have a lot more coming at you uh, we have a ton of fun with todd uh, a lot more topics to go over so flip over catch it let's go see you on the next tee two puck pod i should be downtown whipping on the radio you got something that belongs to me